0: All right, this is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity Podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I am your host, and our special guest is Twee Dib. Twee is a seasoned training and leadership expert with over 15 years of experience in the luxury industry. Having worked with top-tier brands like Chanel and Christian Dior, Twee has become a sought-after figure in the world of training and development. Throughout Twee's career, she has mentored, hired, and built successful teams, helping individuals reach their full potential and achieve greater productivity while living happier lives. As a dynamic and passionate leader, Tui has inspired countless teams to strive for excellence and achieve their goals, leaving a lasting impact on those she works with. So a little while back, I republished an episode with Tui and we were trying to do a second one with her in 2022. And the timing just wasn't right. And the reason why, well, there are many reasons, but there is one reason why I wanted to ask Tui to come back for listeners. And that was because she came back from social a long break from social media, <clears throat> a pretty long break. from Well, I when well, I should say this to me, and when I think of the uh, the world the way it is right now, when you when she starts to talk to you about what she did, you'll get a greater understanding. So you're no longer in San Francisco, and you're in Los Angeles. Twee. how are you?
1: I'm good. How are
0: you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. We're coming into spring and summertime. It's nice, it's nice, and I'm thankful for your time.
1: Of course, thanks for having me.
0: So how long did you stay off of social media?
1: Oh, well, I don't even know, you know, I'm gonna say that it felt like a year and a half, two years. I think it was over a did year. I, years. It was definitely over a year.
0: And why, like, like, what was the reason, what was going on? Like, I mean, cause that's
1: a really good question.
0: Go ahead, I've deleted the Facebook app before and I've deleted the, I don't, I deleted the apps before, right? But then there were reasons, and I want to know. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. But what was
1: your reason? I'm curious to know your reason, oh, and then I'll I, about mine. Now I need to know about your reason.
0: Well, no, I'm going to ask you first. i I'm Okay, I'll tell you. You're like, hey,
1: book. you go first.
0: This is I know, how I did. I know, I messed that up. <laughs> Twee and I were talking about how we're going to get into this before we even hit record, <clears throat> because uh, it's been a little while since we spoke, and so we were catching up, and and uh, and I messed up that intro. I'm sorry, Twee. I'll just leave it like this. We're going to restart. Don't worry. It's cool. I deleted. Put the, the look on her face. Right now. You were so I do- funny. I know. I you like, were so
1: funny. Um,
0: I, go ahead. You tell. So me.
1: going back to that question, you know what's interesting yeah. is, is it as you as you said, it was a really odd time. We were we were in the midst of like when we first started the podcast. Was that in isolation? Like was that? So it was during the start of the pandemic, or that was it was in during, the middle? That of was it, during or?
0: lockdown. Yeah, that was in. Uh, when it, the course was in. 2021, right? We did it in 2021.
1: I don't even know. It feels like yeah. so long ago. It, it was in like 2021. It was it ago. was coming
0: out of. It was coming. We were so the nation was still in a lockdown, and and we did that podcast course, and that's where you and I met, along with a number of other people too. It
1: was inspired, it was insane. So you know what's interesting is during that time, I feel like the entire world, most of us, anyhow, not everyone, but most of us, we we had gone through so many changes and. And in the midst of that change, we had to we had to recalibrate, and use that time to really think about what was important to us. And during that time, I, I, you know, I do a lot of spiritual work, but the guy that I really started following was some a guy by the name of Doctor Joe Dispenza. Do you know who that is?
0: I think I have heard of him. Yeah, I have. Yeah.
1: So he talks about like neuroscience, and he talks about being bigger than your environment, and and it made me think of like there there was a year where I was going through so many things in my life. Like I I kind of felt like I was going through like a mini depression, but I I needed to fight it basically. Right. So I, you know, wasn't in a relationship that, and then I'm, I'm in my forties. So I started like questioning, like, what am I doing? Where am I in life? And I was fighting this concept of, but you know, that idea that you meet someone for a reason season or lifetime in my mind, when, when I had met this other individual, I think immediately I kind of knew it was for a season, but my my other voice, the the voice that that is due to conditioning and due to what society tells us that you should be married by the time you're 40, I really tried to settle in the city. I think in this relationship, he and I actually learned a lot. And we, we met each other, obviously, for a reason. I have nothing bad to say about him. It just didn't work. And I think we both were in our 40s. So we both were in the place where, we were trying to kind of settle and it just wasn't right because of based on what society was saying. So here I am like battling this thing in my head of like, I'm trying to make it work, but it doesn't feel right in my body, you know? And I wasn't really going, it it just, I don't know. I was struggling with the idea of like, why isn't this working for me? Then other aspects of my life, I felt like wasn't working either. Like I already knew in my mind that I wasn't meant to be in San Francisco forever. I've just always kind of thought bigger and I just couldn't figure out. I, was, I thought I was doing everything possible to, to move to a bigger city or what have you. And for some reason it wasn't happening. And I was just kind of like experiencing a bit of a standstill, like what's next, what's next. And I was getting kind of anxious on what's next. that's not happening. And at this point I challenged myself to to break break all of the the exterior validation like I felt like I wasn't getting validation in the relationship I wasn't getting validation in work I wasn't and so at this point I'm like I'm going to take it even further I don't I don't want to create this 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 false picture so I'm not saying oh my god I I was the most miserable person that year and didn't live I had to challenge myself to live and and still have fun but it was still I was still lacking some sense of fulfillment in some capacity. And I felt, you know what, like, I, I need to, I need to, I need to break it down a little further and see if I can, and I didn't know how to come back to social media. I felt like suddenly it was too long that I was absent. And at that point, I also didn't want to, it just, I don't know. I just, it didn't feel right coming back to social media. So for myself, it was, let me see if I can do, I can do this inner validation work on my own without any validation at all from the exterior world. And then I just didn't know how to get back on where I was like, who am I trying to present now when I re-enter social media? And it's just this really
0: weird, weird thing. Weird like how, thing. Do weird, yeah. weird thing. like how do I align it? Yeah. And then I'm like, how do I align
1: it with, you know? making sure that I'm the fullest representation of myself. And I just, I wasn't ready to go on social media and say like, listen, I'm going through something too. And this is how we break through it together. And I think that if we can do it in numbers and and learn how to be mentally strong in, in moments of challenge and moments of challenge in your own head, even, and in your external environment, then life actually becomes better. And, you know, the introduction that you did a second ago about like, I think why I'm good at what I do is because the the secret there is if you can if you can instill in somebody and you can teach them something that'll relate to their personal life as well as their work environment and they see growth happen in their personal life too they're more inclined to actually do the work so I don't know long. Long, did I answer the question?
0: <laughs> yeah, Long yeah, no, is, do we, Long is that is answer really, is I wanted was, to, I wanted cool.
1: to, I wanted to get rid of the validation, look for inner validation within myself. And then suddenly I didn't know how to get back on social media. And then I moved, you know, again, I finally, you know, what's odd too. living outside of your environment, like going back to this Dr. Joe Dispenza thing, you have to be yeah. bigger than your environment. It sounds crazy, but I suddenly just started packing.
0: Boy, wait, wait, I started
1: packing. Okay, I so, started so, packing. So without a job, this, this without anything. Says, so what
0: was happening when you started packing? Like you. So you had, I would. Mean, it was
1: weird because in my mind, I was like, "I'm just gonna try." I, in my brain, for some odd reason, I, I had no job lined up. I have not. I had nothing lined up, but I just started putting things in motion where I was like clearing out my closet. I just started packing like a crazy person. Like <laughs> I'm packing because I know that I'm moving. I don't know where I'm moving to, but I know that I'm moving either to New staying, York or LA. It's happening. Staying. And what's odd is we then had this opportunity at the former job where the first time ever they actually gave us two weeks off to match the central team in Paris. Uh, They had like a shutdown where you had time off. And that's when I was like, all right, I need to get my act together and just freaking hustle and and see what comes out of this. And I really didn't think anything would come out of it. But I was then offered a job to move to L.A. And, you know, fast forward, the job didn't work out. But again, it's like life throws you all these like weird curveballs. And I think you and I were talking earlier. And I think the 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 part where I knew inside my body and trusted my body that I was meant to move. Well, one, I started moving without even knowing anything was lined up. And then suddenly it lined up. Right. The, the that, that other is, thing is this is,
0: what, this is what these are. These are you, the way you say it. If I, I don't want to anybody to miss to how significant say, that is, that is there's that only is a like
1: neurology or a science. There's a there there's a science to to acting the part and 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 believing and having faith in your body. So it's like I had to disband every form of physical validation and have the belief in myself, then suddenly everything matched, matched up and I have to continue to believe that. And, you know, the funny thing is I think the confirmation I had is the, the last month that I was in, San Francisco. Within a month, I had finally had my car stolen on the street the same day
0: that I went
1: through the breakup. And a week later, I ended up purchasing a car. And four days into buying this car, wait, hold on, hold on. That
0: you, I want to make sure you said it kind of fast. I want to make sure people heard that. Oh, that's that's the alarm for me to go take my kids somewhere. I apologize. (laughs) You, the day after your breakup, your car was stolen. Yeah. Okay. I, you said it kind of fast. I, I I caught it, but I just want to make sure people caught that. Before yeah. There was
1: a breakup. There was a breakup and thank God it was an amicable breakup, but it was a breakup. While you're still
0: in San Francisco. Yeah.
1: Yes. It was the breakup. And then following the breakup was my car was actually stolen on his street. And, um, and I'm calling him on the phone and I'm like, you know, and I'm thinking in my head, what if this was a horrible breakup? I can't imagine that I'm, I'm calling him like, can you, block of I, I swear I I know where I parked my car and he's like are you sure you didn't mispark it?" I'm like well I don't know I'm not 100 sure but I need to drive me around a couple blocks so that's exactly what happened and we yeah so the car the car got stolen and it was it was stolen and never recovered and a week later they gave me money for the car I ended up buying a new car four days into buying the car a woman loses control of her steering wheel and she she totals a car, like runs straight into the car. And it was like the scariest situation where it was, it was a one-way street and I was going uphill and she was going downhill. Mm. So I could have been driven off a cliff and the car just stopped. It does this BMWs do this, this thing where the car, if it's, if it's not, or if it's like, if you're in an accident, it just stops altogether. So she kind of pushed me in the middle of traffic and luckily nothing happened. We had great civilians basically come out and try to stop the rest of traffic. So I don't get hit because my car wouldn't move. Um, And it could have been just a complete shit show. But uh, yeah, but, you know, fast forward, I get to L.A. and I'm exhausted. It's not the job that I imagined it would be, though it got me to L.A. And so I kind of secretly hoped that I would be unemployed. And we, you know, we parted ways amicably again. And and most people would be like, oh, my God, you've gone through a lot and I think I needed the break. I've been working since I was 15. And so my body needed some time to just kind of recalibrate and really take in everything that happened, but, but not in the way like not to victimize ourselves. And I think that a lot of times we you don't have control of your life. If you, you don't have control over your life, if you let the outside forces dictate your feeling and where you're going, so. For me, it's, it's been just very interesting. It's like we're constantly being tested in life to see how strong our faith is in ourselves and uh, in God or the universe or wherever you want to call it. And oftentimes when you, I feel that when you reshift your perspective and how you choose to respond, you're then either rewarded or you're, I don't know, it's, it's, it's quite fascinating actually. So where I'm at right now is like, you know, I recently did a talk for an organization called Dress for Success, where we talked about mental strength.
0: I remember you talked about in the first episode we did where it's you're helping women, correct?
1: Yes, correct.
0: Yeah, go ahead. And we
1: continue on that journey. It's It's been rewarding. But uh, I think that's the thing they don't teach us in school. They don't teach us how to have men- mental resilience. Instead, it's like we operate on automation. We get up in the morning, and let's say you know somebody was an idiot on the road. Like, are you going to let that affect your day? Or are you going to keep going? And you've got it. I think that us living in the U.S. in a first world country, there are always things to be grateful for. Like, I'm grateful that my body is still intact after the accident, and a lot of people aren't lucky. We're you know like, and I'm still capable. So, whatever's next for me, I'm capable of the next thing, and I I have to keep believing that regardless of, and you, you know, that's, what's important. What's important is for you to, to keep believing in the work. And, and, and what I want to continue to stress, it's funny because people talk about like meditation and manifestation. It's not, it's not enough to simply think about something though. It's great because you're producing a chemical in your body that will eventually get you to act on what your thoughts are. But I think the major component is going to be on what you do next But that's hard for a lot of people is how do you, how do you, how do you steer yourself past the point of, of doing? Because the reality is a lot of us wait, we wait, we, we wait to feel like it. We wait to, we wait to be inspired And what I'm learning. It's funny because the day that I did the talk, my last talk with the stress for success, I was really not in the mood to be honest with you, but then I just got myself to do it. You know, I put together an hour presentation, a PowerPoint presentation, and the inspiration came afterwards.
0: So it's like I know what you mean. we just
1: yeah you can't do it when you you can't wait for the moment to be inspired you just have to walk in it and the, and and I think the secret is also you you often hear you know those that 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 are successful and that are happy with what they do they often say don't wait till your New York Times bestseller just do it just act upon it so it's like you know and and upon doing this talk I was like okay where can I where can I step it up for myself to continue practicing mental strength? We don't practice mental strength enough. So it's like putting ourselves in challenging situations, but winning and, and putting ourselves maybe in a begin, beginner mindset. So I think even for me with this podcast, right, it was a lot of freaking work. And there's still a piece of me where I'm like, okay, I th- for me, I feel like maybe- You're
0: talking about the podcast those, like, that you were doing, the podcast that you started, right?
1: Yeah, I started it for one second. And it felt great, but then now I'm like, oh, <laughs> God, the production is so much. That's, Me, and am a perfectionist. Where I'm like, I need the music to sound right, and <laughs> it was just too much. So I think, uh, you know, at some point, and I've been like actively interviewing too. So I'm doing like 10 million things at once. But I think, I think where I'm going to start entering is through the TikTok space, where it's like you have sound bites, and you provide people with sound bites, so I don't have to like come up with this entire production. Know where it's going to end up. I think the re- the reality is, we start walking, and and you know when you start walking, you're suddenly on the path, and it's maybe not to the path that you you thought where you thought you were going to end up, but you're going to end up somewhere closer than if you didn't get up and put one sock at a time or walk, take the walk. You just have to believe that in the, those spaces of darkness, there's always light, regardless. And I think too many of us are afraid to go into the dark because maybe we're afraid of what we might see or that we might, we might be in the dark forever. And the reality is you're not going to be in the dark forever. You have to remember that there's always a a light that exists in all of us. We just have to go and we have to believe that. So it's like, I really do believe in doing the work and I believe that enough of us don't do the work. I think if a majority of us did the work and we were taught to do the work early on when we were kids on how to be happy on how to practice mental strength. So when challenges come, You're gonna be happier. Life is not gonna be void of challenges. It's unrealistic, right? But how do you, you know, deal with the challenges that you're presented in a way that you become
0: more flexible? So I got a question for you here because when you said it's not enough to just think about something. There has to be you said that when you said what's the next thing to do? And and I understand what you're saying. I think that there's something between that thinking and the doing that you're talking about. And I think you'll recognize it because I think you'll get what I'm saying. But if not, let me know. The connection between the head and the heart. The head can think a bunch of stuff. Totally. The head can think a bunch of stuff. And it
1: could be wrong. It could be right. absolutely wrong. You tell yourself stories to fill in a gap.
0: You the, the head can think of the past that we don't want in life.
1: Exactly. Right?
0: So yeah. The connection between the head and the heart is one that I believe in and one that when they're connected, they're connected. And I think too many times uh, people that want to monetize stuff try to disconnect people's thoughts from their hearts. And then it's a little bit different. And I think that is kind of what you're talking to when you're saying... We're on the path, and may not look. It may not. It may not be what what uh, what we think it is when we get there. I think it actually is closer to that. I think is the way it looks while we're walking, isn't the way we imagine it, and that's kind of gets us thinking. Oh no, maybe the end result. But there's a piece here, and it's not the way I imagine it. And I'm on this path, and I'm walking, and. That's the way, that's the way I, that's, I get what you're saying. I'm not sure if that's what you're thinking of it, but that's the way I thought of it as you were saying it. And I was like, huh, that's really interesting because I think a lot of people feel the same way.
1: You know, what's, you know, as you said a second ago, that's the hardest thing to do is connect your your heart to your brain because sometimes, but here's the thing you're, I think that if we don't slow down enough to be aware of what our thought patterns are, we can't reshift it. And we can't follow our heart as much. And you can't, it's like suddenly your, your, your critical skills kick in, or you think your critical skills are kicking in because it's think meant your to critical,
0: skill- your body, you right? Think critical skills, right? But it's actually not. Oh, I love the way you said that. It's you actually think not your, your critical skills are kicking in, but
1: yeah, you think they're your critical skills, but they're not. It's this, you've been taught your, your body goes into flight or fight or flight. Right. And so it's trying to protect you, but really it's not protecting you. It's actually keeping you smaller. Then what you're like, that isn't it? Right. It's, it's 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 quite interesting. So I think that, you know, what's beautiful about mind, but mindfulness is you have the ability to then stop and say, is this an old, old story that I'm creating? And I found myself actually doing this before before I did this talk. So this talk I did was actually last Wednesday. On Monday, I'm actually, and I started dating a new guy that I'm really into. But anyway, it so, not like,
0: congratulations. You know, doing, That's good. I'm going
1: That's through good. these processes. And I find Monday comes around. And for some reason, I was just in my head, like doubting every single thing. And then I had to stop and say, okay, those are stories of the past. And then I started to say things like, You know, my entire life has been challenging. What makes me think I'm going to win at the end? And that's one challenging. But I started building the story. I've created the story and I need to let go of that. I need to kind of release that. So it's like now I'm trying to reshift and say, even if there's challenges in life, I'm going to be resilient enough to to be able to move past it quicker. So I'm not I don't want to have this victimized story in my mind, like though in my mind, when I was younger, things were not just handed to me. I had to work for a lot of things, but if I didn't have to work for a lot of those things, I wouldn't have the grit that I have today. And a lot of gifts actually came from the things that I had to go through. So I think if we can reframe it and we can practice stopping in our tracks to be like, is this an old story I've told myself? What am I going to carry forward with me? And where am I going to say, you know what, that story is actually not true. I've somehow conditioned my body to believe that. So it's not the easiest thing to quickly reshift, but if we can keep practicing the reshift to be like, you know what, now I'm going to act the opposite. Now I'm not, I'm going, I'm not going to act out of fear. I'm going to act out of faith. Those are two freaking different things and we need to step into our fears. So I guess
0: the, the best
1: way to really challenge our fear is to step into faith and belief in ourselves that we can do it. It's society that tells us that we can't do it. It's maybe a a parent that told us that we couldn't do it or an old boss or whatever it is. And if we keep walking in the direction to challenge ourselves to become better, even if we're not quite skilled at something, as long as we keep practicing. And I think that's what life is about is people are not willing to practice. People want things to be easy and they want things to be perfect, but that's boring. (laughs) <laughs>
0: I think it gets it's real, boring real boring real fast if
1: you're not like working for something. There's always something to be working for, even in relationships, right? There's always you're always working for something. There should be yeah. a balance of easy and work, but you can't be obsolete of work period, or you're not going to grow. Oh.
0: So you know, I think I think of it kind of like this. I think of like static and dynamic. It's like, and 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 I, it's like sometimes we we try to work ourselves into a static environment that is almost sterile. Yeah. I'm thinking that that's that's what peace is, and and uh, it doesn't happen because it's like impossible. You know, it it we're, we're our lives are dynamic. They're always we're we're part we're alive. Being static in this life is more hurt and more painful than than not. And just like the first episode tweet, you jam a lot of stuff into a very confined amount of words, and. Because when you're saying, when you're talking about first part of the story, you're talking about the societal pressures for the the gentleman, you're dating in San Francisco. You say, well, that's just because of society. And, And then you go on and say, well, wait a minute. Am I rehashing these old stories? Now, some of those stories came from societal images, ideas that have been put into eyes and ears as to what we are to do with our lives. Right? You get what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, of course.
0: So that's what's fascinating. Cause you 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 put all that in there. And I think a lot of people go through this but don't recognize it and and or are unable to express it the way you do.
1: And we don't challenge ourselves enough to be like
0: try is that try to do it. Like try exactly. to do it. You've got and to challenge you like your it, thought it, process better.
1: and child and and challenge societal norms. I have to know what you know what's well, you know what is true? What's true is that I've always kind of finish later. Like I've always, I, my timeline's always been a lot slower. And I do know that about myself. I finished college a lot later. I, I, I did a lot of things later in life, but nobody it's your mm-hmm. own timeline. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not anyone else's. And like, you know, I think, I think there are couples that, that get married really early on. And it's like, you don't really know yourself if you get married way too early in your teens or what have you so it's everyone has their own timeline and as long right. as you know what makes you happy and as long as you are marching towards and walking towards those things that 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 truly light you up you're going to be on the right path regardless but so these are like constant conversations that I'm slowly having with myself you know what's interesting too is during the the uh, shutdown I actually started seeing a therapist and he was brilliant and his name was Dr. Rubel, he's going to be embarrassed that I'm bringing him up, but he was a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. Like he was a hostage negotiator. And so oh, wow. he kind of like taught me, you know, and, and, and for me, I'm going to share everything that, I, that I learned. I think that it's, we, you know, oftentimes I think when I look back on coming from you know, America, you know immigrant parent, like we're coming from an immigrant family, they're just worried about Putting food on the table. So they're not sitting there thinking about self care. That's not even a. They're,
0: they're a worried conversation. about the primary needs.
1: Exactly. So I'm, they don't I'm, have I'm, to I'm do a to third, generation, I'm third
0: generation U.S. on my dad's side. My dad, when he was younger than my youngest son, who just turned eight, was a migrant worker in the fields in Michigan. So I can relate to coming from a family of poverty. I remember you talked about it in, in your first episode we recorded. Your mom, yeah. you're in Vietnam. And you said, I remember this distinctly.
1: You but this it. is why I'm like passionate about teaching.
0: Oh, a- hold on. I got to say this because this is great. This is this because you said this. You said, although we were poor, I never knew it because my mom loved us so much.
1: Oh, you have a good memory. I yeah.
0: do, And I use <laughs> marijuana too. I use marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to go back yeah. to that because because a lot of people can relate to that. Both, uh, you're, getting, you're, you're getting into like some fabric of the of societal cultures and stuff like what people are going through. And you're right. When people are struggling really hard, those primary needs are first. They don't have time for self-care.
1: But it doesn't cost a thing. And it actually does not take that much time. So what I'm going to say to object it is we're they're, they're just not taught about it. And I think it's kind of messed up in the U.S., it costs more money to eat healthy. In the US, it costs money to see a therapist and to be taught about mental health and it and it shouldn't cost a thing. So this is like where I'm passionate about coming into play is like there's these practices that aren't going to cost you a thing. It's just about practicing. And actually, if you spend the time and invest the time into it, your life's gonna get easier. It's gonna be, it's gonna be better for you. It's gonna be better for the people that are also in your environment. And it it's just it it shouldn't be just for people that have money.
0: I agree completely. Completely. So, the other thing I want to bring up was the prompts cuz you said if you you went from fear to faith, right? Yeah. And then but you had all those prompts in San Francisco. You had the the the, the relationship broke up. It was amicable. Amicable, and that was good because you needed that person to, to help you confirm that your car was stolen the next day. Remember and then a week, a few weeks later, car accident, your car is totaled. And you took those things as prompts. That, and then you start, you get what I'm saying? It's, it's not just the way we think about it. It's those, there's, sometimes there's those prompts that we get in life, right? And I think sometimes it's up to us to make what we make out of them. You, you know, it's funny. Is
1: actually I started putting to action moving stuff before all of that happened.
0: Before you even broke I, up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dang! I'm so sure, I'm sure so that literally, the, sure, <laughs> that so changed, those
1: were. It was just the changes. last month I was it's there. It was the wait, last piece I needed.
0: Okay, hold on. It was the it.
1: last piece I needed to confirm that I needed to get the hell out of there. And okay. it was just. It was the last piece, and I think too. You know, the interesting thing with the with myself and the ex is that we both chose to make it amicable. Amicable, and what I mean by that is, there. If a relationship doesn't work, I, what I've seen in the past is people blame each other. Yeah. there was no one to blame here I'm not going to sit there and just because I'm used to a certain way and I'm conditioned to be built a, a, a certain way that I, I'm not going to fault him for what he wasn't able we tried to see if the other person can provide things to make the other person feel safe but it just got to the point that it just we we, we learned what we could during that duration together and then it was time for us to move our separate ways and it was kind of as simple as that is that we, You you know, instead of doing the blame game, but we chose. And so, again, that goes back to like the mental strength thing is right. Like, how do you how do you see the best of a situation so that you can learn from it versus try to blame or fault somebody or or be the victim in any case? And again, that's so easy to do in life as you. When you become the victim, you're no longer in control. You're no longer the author of your story. And if you don't take accountability of what you can do to shift it and to become more pleasant, to make it more pleasant for yourself and everyone around you, then you're just a character in this large scheme of things. And you have not written your own book.
0: And, you know, so there's... um... Man, I didn't want to interrupt you, and I lost it there, tweet. Sorry, it was good stuff. Because you're saying you're saying a lot of stuff that I think a lot of people think similarly to about pressures and uh, of external, external and internal. How that internal, external, that it's, it's like attention almost. It can be attention, and and that stuff's made to be addictive. It's all made to be addictive on purpose, and that's the crazy thing about it is that we pre- kind of pretend like it. It's not, you know, I look at it and I know I'm like, I got to stop looking at this stuff. I'm spending too much time. And that's when I go, yeah, this thing's freaking addicting. I can see it in my kids, touch pads, stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I can see it in them too. And then there's uh, another
1: Sorry to interrupt
0: you. Go ahead, go ahead.
1: What I was thinking too is like, it's the intention behind what your attention is that becomes- And we don't teach the, our our kids that in society. I think if the intention is right, you're gonna foster that area more. So it's just about like if you use Instagram for quotes. Like I honestly, there's I like TikTok in the morning sometimes because that's how I do some of my affirmations or what have you, and I love that. Or. I'll, I'll learn little sound bites about n- neurology and how the brain works. And I'm using it as ideas to for information or, you know, to learn something new about cooking. So it's like it can be used for a positive thing. And the reality is if you're using it to inspire others, let's say the reality is when people are scrolling through what my hope is at some point, it's like, yes, I'm I'm a pretty aesthetic person and I like things to look good. So there's moments I feel cute and I'm like, okay, I've understood the world how cute I am. But I think for me, it's more or less about representing, representing in every way that I can is that, can you have, can you have fun and can you, you know, be successful on every single level, but also represent in a way that you're inspiring. So if we look at the intention behind why it is that we do what we do and we feel good about our intention, then I think we're, we're being more mindful about about our impact when we are involved.
0: That's perfect. That's perfect. I remember what I was, I I got it. I got it back. So when you're saying about the being uh, victimized, when people, when people make themselves a victim and then, there are some situations, this is what's kind of funky about social media, right? Is because totally. there are people who are being abused and they are victims.
1: Yeah, I hear you.
0: And there's some real stuff going on. And then there's some stuff that when you look at it, it by comparison, you go, well, that one's worse than that one. Somebody could say something like that. And then there's like, totally. a, then we find ourselves metting out who's in real pain and in our own mind and all that kind of stuff. And we do that with real lives on social media. And that's what's really odd about the whole deal of it. And then there's moments where it's kind of like, yeah, it depends on what your intent is. It depends on why you're doing it, you know? And, and sometimes it's like, it, 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 we could say that it's all vanity because it is all personal, but at the same time, I have found some things that are pretty inspiring on there too. And I've found some things that I really don't find inspiring. I'm gonna find both. I'm gonna find a bunch of stuff in between. And this is why I like the way, because you're not the first person who, who, you you hit on intent and your intention. And there's another guy, John Bailey. He uh, he and I spoke for almost two hours and and a lot of it had to do with intent. And that, I'm going to tie that one back to the head and heart connection. Because if the head is spinning around in that kind of confused space where it thinks it's doing critical thinking, its intentions may not come out the way we really think they're coming out because it's not connected to the heart. But when and
1: in protective mode, exactly.
0: Yeah, so when we connect the head to the heart, I think it's a, a better place to make decisions from.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Your intentions mainly come from your heart, so absolutely. If you have good intentions, if you have bad intentions, it comes from
0: that. <laughs> okay. Hey, not every, hey, hey, not everybody feels the way they do. Everybody, you know, okay. some people you just kind of like. I'm not judging. I'm saying that some people's hearts are kind of like stone, and we can, you know, sometimes are <laughs> kind of. Like, Oh man, that's a, that's kind of a, that's a hard heart over there. So you get what
1: I mean? You know, you said something just interesting a second ago. You're like, how would you position, let's say if somebody really did go through abuse, mental abuse, physical abuse. And in that case, in that case, yes, it's going to be more difficult to, to retune and get out. Is it possible? Absolutely. In that case, you've kind of, you've been given the reality is, we've all been given a different set of cards, right? And the, but the reality and the truth is, you can still do something about it. Will it be harder work? Absolutely. It's not easy work, but it's possible. And, and if you're to look at the ladder of what that choice is, if you, it's better to have a choice than not have a choice, you hear what I'm saying? So, unless you're like so messed up on the other side where you've been doing, you know years and you've been subjected to heroin or something your entire life then 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 that's a bit of a different story but do i believe that humans have the capacity of turning around absolutely i think if we go towards the work and if there's enough of us to help people understand that you can you can you can get to the other side still then then it's possible that's you don't have to be a victim it, but will it be harder to get out absolutely like i feel for for those that have had years of, of of trauma but it's possible if i think again if we as a bigger society can have those conversations about healing and about intention and about connecting being mindful in your tracks and and being mindful of is this a story that i've created am i assuming something and what am i putting out into the world and and, and if we can stop for a moment And just see, see what's inside of our brain, but also have a moment to see how we are making an impact on each step that we take. The world really would be a better place, but we're not taught those things. We're taught capitalistic, you know, capitalism and, and, and how to win. But it's like, are we really winning when we just, we're focused just on money and that's it.
0: An interesting time to be alive. That's for sure. Interesting time to be alive. Let me ask you this, Twee. Now, I remember um, when we had our first one, which is almost two years ago, which is literally almost Mm -hmm, two years mm -hmm, ago. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I got to tell you, it's really encouraging to still hear that you have this strength in your voice still. And you still care about people, even though you don't have a job. Even though you don't have a job.
1: Okay, right? I know. Even I'm though still you don't like have a job, giving... you
0: still care about people. and You're doing talks about women who are in worse situations you are while you oh God, don't I really. don't I know
1: it's going to come, so I'm just – I don't know. It's, like, crazy. It's I'm getting to the point – I started getting cocky where I'm like, I didn't think I'm going to be unemployed for this long, but I'm trusting <laughs> it's out there for me. I really, I've been working since I was 15, so it's been – it's weird. It feels Kinda really, like, really weird and to not be employed. But I'm using this time to – it really recalibrate and, 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 and to think outside of the box, you know? So we'll see.
0: see we will all... see
1: what happens and we'll re- see what I meant <laughs> next.
0: <laughs> you know what? The, the, here's the really cool thing. And is I'm not your... being
1: lazy. This is why I trust something is going to happen. Like I'm still working. I'm still waking up at six o'clock in the morning as if I'm working because I don't want to get into this mindset of I'm not working in my brain. I'm working
0: still. All right. Tui, I got to ask you this. Yeah. What are you trusting?
1: I'm trusting that things are going to align the way they're supposed to. If I'm moving, I'm not sitting here on my ass and doing nothing and just trying to think that some, that something is happening. I, I'm going to trust that what's right is going to to be in the path and and is going to stick. So you can we can revisit this conversation we
0: here. we should we should we should because yeah, this oh is cool God. this is very cool you 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 are an amazing person you're an amazing person and Thank you're willing to you're willing that. to talk about it and and a lot of people like hearing you and have you changed the way you view the world in terms of creation creator evolution creationism how do you view the world i remember you said you were you were raised catholic your mother was catholic but, uh-huh. but not not real strict uh, or was it real strict i can't recall no, no uh, I my didn't grandmother think it was.
1: is quite strict i already told her i'm not getting married in a catholic church um <laughs> she's yeah i mean she was strict my mom wasn't so strict i was raised catholic but not really and yeah. um I'm, I'm i'm more on the spiritual side so i'd say that i you know i think god universe is all the same if you're a good person and you and you practice being a good person every single day or you practice and you and you're more mindful about what kind of impact you're going to make and you're and you're trying and you're trying to be better each day then regardless of what your religion is whatever works for you to to help you continue to fill the light or to have faith then then you're then you're on the right path period so yeah
0: that's cool that's cool. Yep. <laughs> so, let's see. You're a, you're an education executive in the luxury industry. Yep. And you've worked for some large companies worldwide. Totally. And I want to ask you what your thoughts are on drug testing for marijuana and employees.
1: I mean. I think we live in an age now, it's like, you know, they're talking about illegalizing psilocybin and, and, and you're hearing now, we're talking a lot, I think mindfulness is very important. Our mental health in today's society is very important. So again, it's like to each his own. It's, it's, if, if someone is taking marijuana to help with anxiety or what have you, and they're not causing harm to anyone in the workforce, and then I think that, I don't think that I don't think that people should be judged or you know whatever for I don't think there should be a drug testing for marijuana long story short at all. I agree. Is there a way to test on how frequently you use it and should you be using it on the job? I mean, I guess that's the argument there is that you don't you also don't want someone who is
0: on who caffeine. is you don't know I was somebody who's on super on caffeinated <laughs> that might not be good either, you know what I mean? It's like you, you're going to drug test for caffeine too? Because some people just don't work well with caffeine, but they put a bunch of it in their body. You can see that they're spazzing out. It's just going, kind of, yeah, you got to back off that caffeine, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, it's, 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 it's an herbal, it's a plant. You know what I mean? That's what I'm getting at. Tobacco, caffeine, marijuana. And this is where it's kind of like, because right now it is, it is, it's in the process of being bucketed is it is it in the natural supplement bucket or not and uh it's it's What do a, you think is going to happen? I have no idea. I have no idea. But the, the 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 your perspective on it as somebody who's worked for these large international companies you know it's it's interesting because that is something that does get a lot of people uh say you know I can't even try it. I can't even try it because I'm drug tested and it may not even be a government job or it may not even be a job that deals with any type of uh, life and death or heavy machinery something like that you know so and but there's still importance and this is this is the balance between intent right this is the balance between intent and this is where kind of like that the individual person's intent and the company's need for hiring people that are responsible this is where it kind of gets funky like that and this is where it's like that for anything because it's like that with alcohol right now too right but because this is marijuana it's on a schedule one right now it's got a lot of people's eyes and attention and that's what's funky about it is that it's kind of like how do they bucket that and i you know i know a lot of people who are like yeah i use it every day and i use it every day too so if you if you drug test me i'm going to have it in my system But just like opioids, a lot of people are using opioids too. You know what I mean? I think
1: it also depends on the individual, to be honest with you. I feel like there are people that have one hit and they're acting a fool. And then there's tolerance level. Then there's some people that are totally functional. And then there's some people that are going to be completely impaired and just ridiculous. So I, I don't really know how to answer that question because I think, again, it has to do with tolerance level and and what it's being used for I think like anything else if it's being abused as you said like caffeine levels or what have you if it's being abused then I don't know I mean you know what's interesting is I think I told you this story in my 20s I I did I did all the time but I got to a point where I was feeling nothing anymore that I was like I don't I don't I don't I don't need this or I don't want to have to rely on a substance in order to and see things a grander way. And I, just I know what kind you mean there too. Yeah. Altogether. You know, I, I just, yeah. I, I, so I, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that. Oh, because... I wasn't I
0: wasn't really asking like that. Uh, I would just want mm-hmm. to ask your personal opinion. I was just, I was just, I brought, yeah. So I was just having your personal opinion on it because that is where, that's where it's like, as an employer, it's kind of like, yeah, you want people that are, that are reliable. And yeah. it's like you said, with your intent and that's, and that is, it's, it's an interesting time to be alive. You know what I'm saying? It's like one other time. Aside from a hundred years ago when it was banned, did anything like this happen? You know, it's 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 just a fascinating time to be alive. And here we are doing podcasts that can reach people around the world. It's pretty cool. Can
1: they can they measure? You think like the the I don't know the amount of usage or something. They can't, um, right? It's just testing
0: higher, low levels. Yeah, that's it. But it, it it is a it's interesting time because just like you said, there's a lot of people. It's a it's a personal thing, and that's where it's kind of because like somebody using it to escape. Or is it using it, like you said, functional? Like, like, yeah. And then you factor this in. And there's a lot of people that think that all use is recor- is a therapeutical use because we have an endocannabinoid system in our bodies. All mammals have endocannabinoid systems. That is a logic that is the largest modulating system for homeostasis. And that is significant. And and I say I brought the caffeine because I came off of caffeine when I started using marijuana. I picked up marijuana, put the caffeine down. It was, it was, it's kind of like, it was interesting. Now there is some strains of marijuana that can get me feeling like I've had a lot of caffeine, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's usually not what I go for. I usually like to do what you're talking about. And that's on one. And that's where it's kind of like, wow, because I get, I mean, in the first episode we were talking about, I, 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 I talked to you about the military side of things. Cause that's where I did my career. And you were talking to us about the corporate side of things.
1: Can you, are they testing for it? Like, are you in the reserve oh, now? Right. I'm not, no, they-
0: no, I'm not, I've retired. Oh. I'm retired. (laughs) I'm retired (laughs) from the military. I am done. So it's good. Okay. And, uh, but yeah, they certainly do test. And um, so do, so do many companies. And so in, and some of it's a lot has to do with legislation and um, it's a fascinating time when, when, so you have paid attention where some people are talking about. So you've been, uh, did the, the psilocybin and the Joe dispenser, was there a correlation there Were there two, you came out, those two, those uh, two pieces of information separately.
1: Totally separately.
0: Okay what do you th- what are you hearing about psilocybin legalization in the United States?
1: yeah I mean I think like most of us we're hearing that it has the ability to kind of open up certain neural pathways in your in your in your mind so people are starting to do microdosing or what have you to yeah. en- enhance you know I don't know to enhance brain function or what have you so we'll see
0: <laughs> I've heard of it too and and uh, I've I've had some episodes with uh record some extras with people who are doing it and and mostly in Canada and uh, because the, Canada just seems to break through with that stuff before the United States, right? Of I mean, course, of course, a, yep, funky like that. But uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting time to be alive because I, if I recall correctly, in Canada they have a, a an end of life program, euthanasia. I think there, there, That's that's coming on over there. And somebody was telling me that, uh, and I don't know how factual this is or not. I don't know, but it's just interesting because things stuff goes naturally and it's illegal but somebody's thinking under the the idea that uh psilocybin was given to people before they cho- before they're euthanized to help with the twilight something to that effect okay, okay. Hm. i don't know if that's actual factual or not but but uh it's it's a it's it's a funky thing because instead of using used to aid somebody into death a lot of people are using it to help them live a better life to have a greater understanding of 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 themselves i think really
1: yeah uh, yeah totally
0: and because that's what we're all seeking to do we're, we all it's almost like we're a puzzle and we're trying to put our own puzzle together sometimes yeah and it's it's a it's always fascinating to come across and meet somebody like you twee who's done a lot experienced a lot of success and yet still recognizes that there's something deeper than the external because we hit on this one in the first episode too, the external and the internal, like you're saying, no, there's, there's something more to the, to just the material. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you one more question there. Ev, what do you think? How do you think uh, the universe and all life came about? Is it an accident? Or do you think there's an intelligent designer behind you know, it's
1: funny. it? I, I mean, I you know, what's interesting is is this, and maybe I shouldn't say this, but it started getting me thinking. I took this course in humanities when I was in college. And the first thing, Professor Gravenhorst was his name. I don't remember much, but if, if you say something it and it sticks, then it sticks. But he said something like, do you feel, if you walk through like, you know, um, ancient Greece and what have you, they you'll see like on, on buildings where they went from like, they went from polytheistic to money monotheistic, right. And they started humanizing gods. So then it, they went from these gods or these just out of this, you know, Zeus and your big muscles to, they started to become more human-like. And so he was like, his, his explanation was that they started, we started believing that God was in each and every one of us. So he's like, is it, did we create God or did God create us? Which was very interesting. And I believe in energy and I do, I also took a, you know, a, an astronomy class as well. Um, and that was interesting. So it was like about the big bang theory and how we're all created we're, 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 we all have some form of, I don't know, like energy in our body. I I'm, it'll sound hippie of me to say, but I do believe in like big bang theory and I do believe in. You know the fact that we're all made up of some form of matter that's very similar um yeah and and i believe that we're energy thoughts energy it's uh i, I do believe there's a god or a universe or something okay. <laughs> there's there's something more powerful than us i will say that it's just we would be very conceited to think that we're the only ones out here
0: right on that's cool that's yeah. very clean yeah all right Tui anything that you want to share with anybody just like you know Not what i mean because you got you got a say... lot of, you got a lot of great stuff to share with people because it is inspiring to people it really is it's it's amazing how you have the ability to do that and i mean obviously it, it, other people think the same way too because you're giving these talks people are asking you to do that stuff to help people and it, it shows and i'm very thankful for your time tweet of so, course. The, Thank so you, you get to you, you get to close this out how about that
1: I I think the only last thing I would leave is that we should challenge ourselves to keep doing the work and, and, and to even just think about on a daily basis, how we're making an impact, whether that's smiling at the Starbucks person or seeing somebody as a human or taking the moment just to pause for a second, not be so in your own head about your own life, then and, and to see what happens after that, does life become more pleasant when you've stopped to smell the flowers for a second? Sometimes you stop to smell the flowers and it's not flowers, you end up smelling shit. And you're like, what the hell, but how do you reroute from that? Right. So it's, we just have the ability to be the authors of our own lives versus letting life dictate it for us and letting life happen to us. Um, so, you know, that's the only last thing I'd like to say is like, is to encourage each, each person to think about how they can actually take control of their own life, regardless of what set of cards they were given.
0: The only thing I'm going to add to that is pay attention to the prompts, pay attention to the prompts in your yeah. life, because if you, ignore pay them, boy, you, if you ignore them, they're going to keep coming, but you might do you Start think, to... how about
1: this? I've got a question for you and somebody, yeah. you know, I, I didn't know how to answer this. It's, um. Do you think, I've always felt like everything in my life happens for a reason, but do you feel like things in your life have happened for a reason? Or do you think as human beings, we create reason in order for us to
0: hope? I think that things happen. I can't explain why. Because if I did, then I'd be, I'd be, I'd be far different than I am right now. I'd be something closer to God if I could explain why all that stuff happened. So here's how I think about it. And here's what I believe. Everything that does happen, Jesus takes and uses for my good. Even the crappy stuff. I mean, even even the stuff that I'm like, I don't ever want to go through that again. And I don't even want to get near it because the smell of it makes me want to fight. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even that stuff. And then it's kind of like, oh, I hate that reaction. So why do I want to... Then then that starts to wear down. It's kind of like, okay, I don't want to fight. I want to just have peace. And then, because that is what we really want. You know what I mean? It's peace. So I've tried thinking about that. Good things, bad things. Why do good things happen to bad people? Why are bad things happen to good people? And, and, and I, I, you know, if we could sort that out we'd be a lot closer to being something like god is the way i think of it and it is scripture where he says whatever it is i'll turn it around for you because i love you that's what i believe it's
1: how you respond though it's like praying to have faith that you're going to respond and act in the best way for everyone for yourself and for those around you too so i think you know that big piece of it is how you're going to respond with what's given so that's the reason there and and as you said there's like i feel like there's magic in and not actually knowing the answer this is why we're human it's our job to kind of walk through it and figure out what needs to be figured out and some things are not meant to be figured out and it's fine but the things like i feel you know There's moments where something is packaged in a different form. And I can't remember what author said it, but it's like, things are, things keep repeating itself and history ends up repeating itself because life is trying to teach you something that you don't want to learn. So God is trying to teach you something that you don't want to learn by repeating it to see if you're actually going to see it. So going back to what you said and is, you know, pay, pay attention to those prompts. Yeah. But if you're mindful enough, you'll actually see you're, you can test yourself to see how am I responding? Am I responding out of my right. old self, or am I responding in my right. evolved godly self? Am I responding? How am I responding am to this? Responding situation?
0: from an idea of myself that is false. Remember, we you yeah. you brought that up perfectly yeah, earlier on totally. when we were talking about the, and that, and that's what that's why I'm like this is a perfect way to tie up this episode because am I really am I am I responding from a place of peace? That's why.
1: Yeah, I yeah, because yeah. That is yeah. am
0: I am I responding from a place of peace, or not? Because the absence of peace is the absence of peace, and that's kind of how you know it's not there. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, Fair. and that is that is that is how I. That's what I believe, and 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 I believe that that kind of love. Yeah, I, I love that. that. Of, I believe that kind of love is in everyone, if we choose to believe it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully said.
0: Right on, Tweed. (laughs) Thank you very much for your time. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. Our special guest is Twee Dip. Love you all. All right. Bye.